All right. So here's the dilemma this week. You can tell me if you believe it could possibly be true or not, but here's the story. There was a, a guy who had a piece of property that he wanted to sell. And so he engaged a real estate agent. And uh, the property owner said that uh, I want $3 million for the property, which the estate agent said, yeah, that sounds fair. No problem. They made an agreement. The agent would uh, try and find a buyer for $3 million. And the agent would take 2% as, as his commission on the sale. Anyway, the agent did his homework and he had somebody in mind. He spoke to somebody who was interested in the property and agreed. The, the, the buyer agreed, yep, $3 million, that sounds fine. Uh, I'll do it. The thing is, this agent was an uncharacteristically very sneaky person. And so he went back to the property owner after, you know, a few days and said, listen, I've, I've been speaking to people, looking around. I found a buyer, but he's not, he's offered 2.8 million. He's not going to pay $3 million. And under the circumstances, you know, the way the market is at the moment, I think you should take the 2.8. You're not going to get better than that. It's a, it's a good offer. The, 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 the market's gone a bit softer and people aren't paying. They're like, I think 2.8 is good. You should, you should take it. So the, the property owner said, okay, uh, I guess, uh, you know, if you really think you can't get, get 3 million, I mean, I'll, I'll agree to 2.8, no problem. So this is what he said to the property owner. He didn't say anything like that to the buyer. To the buyer, he told him $3 million, which the buyer had agreed to. And so in the meantime, the, the deal was done, yeah, it's agreed upon. He's writing up the contract and the real estate agent tells the property owner that, listen, the, the buyer has asked if you wouldn't mind on the contract, if you could write $3 million because he's going to the bank, he wants to get a mortgage and it's just, it's better for him if it's a $3 million rather than 2.8. So do you mind, do you mind doing that? Which I guess the unsuspecting Property owner said, okay, okay, yeah, you know, fine. You're only getting 2.8, but, you, but you're writing on the contract 3 million. Dodgy business, but, they, but he agreed to it. In the meantime, the real estate agent takes the 3 million into his account from the buyer, passes on 2.8 million to the seller, and keeps 200,000 which the buyer thought he was paying to the seller and the seller was not expecting. So, and the contract says 3 million, but th this is how it happened. 200,000 stays in the account of the real estate agent. Then he takes his 2% from the seller. And I don't think it works this way here, but in this particular place, he also takes 2% from the buyer as being the agent for him. So he gets his 2% from each. He, he pockets $200,000. The seller of the house believes that he, he got his 2.8 that he agreed to. The buyer believes that he paid the 3 million that he agreed to. And the real estate agent goes away laughing. But you know, there's a, one of the wise sayings of King Solomon 
Sof davar hakol nishma. Which means, in the end, everything gets heard. The things that you thought were secrets, things that are, that are done under wraps, everything comes out in the end in the wash. And so, wouldn't you believe it, but it happened to be that the buyer and the seller met. They, 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 didn't, they hadn't met throughout this whole time. The agent was in between. Um, but it happened that they actually, they actually ended up meeting. And in passing, in, this, in the discussion, it came out that one of them believed that, this, that the sale was $3 million, and the other one only got 2.8. And they understood what had happened. So now, we've got two questions. One is, where does that $200,000 belong? Does it go to the seller who originally wanted to sell his, his property for $3 million and the, and the buyer had agreed to do that and so therefore he should get his $200,000? Or should the $200,000 go back to the buyer because, after all, the seller did agree to 2.8. So that's the question number one. Where does the $200,000 go? And then the second question is, and what about the 2% that both buyer and seller had paid to the agent? Does he keep that? Or should he be stripped of his, of his portion because he actually defrauded both of them? Any opinions here? I think it might be counterintuitive, but um, these things often are. I think that he probably should still get his commission, even though it doesn't sound like it's it's right for him to get his commission. Um, but he did, in fact, affect a sale between buyer and seller. I think also, I think buyer should get three million because that's what they first wanted and seller should pay three million because that's what they had originally agreed to paying mm -hmm. i mean not even originally that's what they had agreed to paying right so yeah i think the buyer should pay three million the seller should get three million and the dodgy agent should probably still get paid because he did put a deal together okay well, let's let's have a look at, at what halacha says. There's, there's there's certainly good arguments there that you've offered. Let's see, let's see where the halacha falls. So a remarkably similar circumstance is brought up um, by the tour. The tour is Rabbi Yaakov and Asher, a German rabbi and halachic authority um, known as the Balaturim uh, from the 1300s, and he quotes a case that his father had. His father's Rabbeinu Asher, known as the Rosh, one of the central halachic and Talmudic scholars of Germany in the Middle Ages. So the Tur writes about his father, that his father received a question, the following scenario. Uh, Reuven gave an object to a middleman, a salesman, to sell on his behalf. He, he said, please sell this object for me, and it's worth four silver pieces. I want you to sell, sell this for four silver pieces. The middleman went and found a buyer for six silver pieces. He managed to get somebody to pay six silver pieces for the object. So the question became, who does that extra two silver pieces go to? Does it go to the original owner, Ruven, who said, sell this uh, for me? No, he said, doesn't it, depend, doesn't it depend if he paid the guy to go and sell it for him, or if he didn't pay? Like, 
Remember, there was a thing that like there was a Gamora you taught us many, many years ago about if you send someone to the market to buy something for you and there's a set price for that product or there's a variable price for that product, then you have the option to keep the difference or you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if, yeah. So how do, does that relate to this? Well, here, here it's a little bit different here. The, 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 the middleman has been appointed whether he's being paid or not. I'm not sure if that makes a difference. He's been appointed as the, the agent to sell this object for, for the owner. Um, he's, and, and the owner said, it's, I want four silver pieces for this. So when he gets the six silver pieces, he, he, he sells it for six. The question here is, is he doing that on behalf of the owner? And therefore the owner gets it all. And the deal between him and the owner, whether he's paid a set amount or not paid, that, that should remain the same. Or do we say that, no, his job was to sell something for four silver pieces. So four silver pieces goes to the original owner. The two extra ones was over and above his job. And therefore that's his. So here the Rosh, Rabbeinu Asher, who, who, was, who was given this question, he says that if we examine the relationship between the Reuven, the original owner, and this salesman, the relationship is, is one of a, a shaliach, which means that the actions of the salesman are on behalf of the original owner. That's, that's how that, that he's a representative and no more. And therefore, at no stage did the object belong to him that he could, could do with it whatever he wanted. The object always belonged to the original owner, Ruben, and the salesman was working on his behalf, and therefore if he sold it for six, he sold it on behalf of the original owner. When he received the six silver pieces, his hand was an extension of Ruben, the original owner. And therefore, because he received it as a shliach, it immediately goes back to the original owner, the six, the six silver pieces. He did a good job, and he deserves to be rewarded, perhaps, for doing a good job. Uh, if he was doing a favor, he deserves a, a, a nice gift. If he was going to be paid, maybe he deserves an extra tip. But as far as the ownership of those silver pieces, it never belonged to the middleman. It always belonged to the original owner, and therefore it should go straight back to him. So if that's the case, so that's talking about where the shaliach, the, the representative, did an honest good job, even when he did a good job, he, he doesn't take it for himself, that, that extra, he doesn't take for himself. And so in, in our case, where there's $200,000 extra, that, that, that extra he got from the buyer dishonestly, certainly it, 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 it doesn't go to him, it goes to the seller. The seller who sent him to, se to sell this, this house. Uh, the the buyer agreed to three hundred three three million. The seller wanted three million. The person in between was working on his, on his behalf of the on behalf of the seller, and even though he used trickery and he was dishonest, but but that that extra money, the money that that was stuck in between, it should go to the seller. It's the seller's house all along, and he's no more than a shliach. And so the money that came in should go back to the seller, not to, not to the, not re refunded to the buyer. Although, 
you could argue that a shaliach is somebody who behaves on uh, for the best interest of the person who sent them. As soon as a person who is supposed to be a shliach does not behave in that way, they lose their status of shliach. They're not representing the, the original owner. And, and as soon as he started being, being dodgy about things, maybe he lost his representative status and, and therefore he's just a thief. Now he's just a thief stealing $200,000. Who did he take that $200,000 from? He took, took it from the buyer. And so, perhaps you could argue that he should return it to the buyer. That's who he took it from incorrectly. But even though that... Why the, why the buyer and not the seller? Oh, because the seller agreed to 2.8. He agreed right. to 2.8. Oh, uh, you're and, right. You're and right. the money yes, was yes, taken yes. from the, the buyer it, incorrectly or uh, immorally. So maybe the buyer should get back his two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, and the seller gets the, he got what he agreed to two point eight, but we really can't say that because we can't say the the Geneva's dust there as well. Yes, the, we we can't say the seller agreed to two point eight. He only agreed to two point eight because he was told a Baba Misa, a false story, and that was that I've only got a seller for two point eight. If the the seller would know that there's a buyer who's agreed to, to three million, there's no way in the world he would agree to two point eight. That was un, under total false pretenses, and so therefore, really, like you said, we have to go back to the original agreement. The seller asked for three million. The buyer agreed to three million, and if it wasn't for the shenanigans of this real estate agent in the middle, everything would be fine. The three million would be passed on to to the seller, and so that's what it, what should be done. The seller should get his three, his three million. His agreement to two point eight, even though we do see that maybe maybe the buyer could have bargained to two point eight, and he could have got it. That's true, but the circumstances under which the seller agreed to two point eight were not kosher circumstances. That was not honest. It was it was through, through deception, and therefore we don't hold him to that agreement for for two point eight. The original three million, which the buyer agreed to, the seller agreed to. That's where it should go. The question now it goes to the commission. Does this real estate agent deserve his commission? Should he get, should he get that, that, uh, the, the money that, that has been paid to him already? Should he, should he be keeping it now that we've discovered what he's done? And here we have to say that again, as a shliach, he has completely uh, defrauded those who sent him. He was not working in the best interest, not of the buyer, not of the seller, but only of himself. And the whole idea of the 2% commission is because you're representing us, you're doing us a favor, you're doing good for us. Here, yes, indeed, he did introduce the buyer to the seller. That's true. However, he defrauded both of them. He lied, he lied to both of them. And as such, there's no one in the world who would agree to having a, an agent work for you under such circumstances. If you, if you know that the guy is pocketing your money, lying to you through his teeth and, and pocketing the money, there's no way you would agree to such a thing. Uh, that, that's not what, what the agent is, is hired for. And therefore, the money that, that he was paid, the, the commission money, he should return it. He, sh he, sh he doesn't deserve it. Not only that, but when this case was, was brought before a, a Beth Din, they said that not only should he return the commission money, he should be penalized. He shouldn't just end up back to square one, where, okay, he didn't get the 200000 he tried to steal. He didn't get the commission money that, that, that he wanted. 
he shouldn't just be, end up square. He should he should actually be penalized. Maybe he should be paying more than just what he was 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 paid. More than that commission, he should be paying back to the buyer and to the seller as a penalty payment. We want to dissuade this guy from doing this again, uh, to, for, for 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 making this a habit, and. The only way you can dissuade that, like we see in Torah law, a thief doesn't just pay back what they stole, they pay back double what they stole. Because we don't want to say, look, it's worth trying, steal. If the worst comes to worst, you'll give back what you stole. And you end up with nothing. That, that's not good enough. We want to penalize someone who's, who's thieving in order to dissuade them from doing it again. And so, really, perhaps this guy should be penalized. He should pay back double. Not just, not just the commission, but the commission part plus. Back to both the buyer and the seller. So he ends up out of pocket and dissuaded from doing this ever again. The lesson is we've got to be very careful who our agents are. That uh, you make somebody your agent, they're representing you, you want to make sure that they have your best uh, interest at heart. Not easy to find the right agent, but when you do, hold on to them. Shkoyach Rabbi, great shield. Thank you so much.